0: Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. As for us Michigan folk, another not very good week. Another week where I had to drown my sorrows in Boston lager and cherry wheat. It wasn't fun. Michigan lost to Indiana the first time since 1987 that they lost to the Indiana Hoosiers. The defense looked charred. Joe Milton played pretty well, but it just wasn't It wasn't the day that I was hoping to have. Of course, joining us is the man, the myth, the legend out of 90FM Sports Wisconsin, joining us for a Michigan-Wisconsin preview. Usually I have him for the NFL, but this time we have him for college football because his mind is still back in college, maybe even high school, Alex Strofe. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Alex. What's up, Tommy? How are you, man? Oh, we're doing pretty good, staying safe and away from people and trying to get some heat in this room that I'm currently recording in as, like the first time I recorded with Alex Strofe. I have no heat in the house. Oh, no. For the second time, at least this time, for, for context, Alex and I have done, I believe, four shows now for Lions Packers. This is the first time we've done Michigan-Wisconsin. The first time we did a show was the day after Christmas of 2018. I had no heat, and my dad was in the hospital about to get his spleen removed (laughs) with a heart condition, too. Thankfully, dad is fine. He's downstairs. But now I'm in a different house in Kindy, Michigan, rather than Essexville. Same problem. Our heater went out, and now it's going to be a few days before our new furnace comes in
1: you know everything's hitting the fan it seems because i'm currently laying in my bed with an official diagnosis of covid-19 so uh i'm having fun over here you're having fun over there it's just a dandy old uh what is it is it friday the 13th today it is it is friday the 13th 13th.
0: friday the 13th in 2020 mind you so if friday the 13th didn't scare you enough 2020 (laughs) in itself is even scarier. Just think of the Bill Belichick meme, Friday the thirteenth, just regular Bill. And then Friday the thirteenth in twenty twenty, Bill with all the holes chopped up in his <laughs> short sleeve sure. So that, true that. so since you have come out and said that yes, you have an official diagnosis of COVID nineteen. And don't worry, we're over the locker room app and we're he's in Wisconsin, I'm in Michigan, so don't worry. Nothing nothing bad's happening here. Um what what's the feeling like? Are you asymptomatic? Are you f- experiencing symptoms? What's what's going on in the, um, ASHQ? I guess we'll call it. Alex <laughs> yeah. I like
1: that the ASHQ. Um, no, I'm not asymptomatic. I've been uh, I've been dealing with a headache for about five days. Uh, I lost my smell yesterday. Mm. Uh, my, my I'm getting a lot of like head pressure. Feels like so nothing too terrible. It's not the worst thing I've ever dealt with, but. Uh, by no means is it fun.
0: I imagine, and so many people at this point have had this disease, to which my right. theorem is, and we're not going to go political here because we're talking Michigan-Wisconsin here, my theory is that this is how bad it was back in March. People just weren't getting tested.
1: Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, I don't know. I don't have my Ph.D. I try not to... Uh, You know, make decisions or make the calls that doctors do, but uh, I think it's a fair theory, Tom. I I, I don't really know what the hell's been going on the last ten months. After all,
0: yeah, it seems like since March, life just stopped, and we're just trying (laughs) to get through. In fact, on Wednesday, we'll mark my one year at WLEW Radio. Which, if ever you're at that station, and he's known some of the challenges I've had to face there. Um, One year for there is completing your tour of duty, so you would get your year in, and you'd have a much better chance of getting to a bigger market.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, congratulations on your year, buddy. That's awesome.
0: Thanks a lot. It's been quite a ride, but the pandemic has kind of kept me put, so thankfully, hopefully once everything opens back up soon, but not too soon, you never know where I may land. So... Little COVID nineteen talk. Now we talk some Michigan Wisconsin, which Wisconsin, ironically enough, has been quarantined themselves for two weeks. What's that? What's exactly been going on at Badger Camp? Yeah, it's
1: been fun. So a total of thirty positive tests in the last two weeks for the Badgers football team: seventeen players, thirteen staffers. The last two games. Uh, been canceled at Nebraska again against Purdue last week. Um, So the Badgers are already down to that minimum of six games that you can play on their schedule now uh, if they want to qualify for the Big Ten Championship game or a bowl game, which obviously they do. Um, So they have to play the remainder of their schedule. They've already canceled two of their eight, and now they're down to six. They've got to play the next five. five. Uh, They haven't been on a football field since October 23rd, at least in terms of a game. Uh, so it's been what three, four weeks now. since The Badgers have been actually on the field, uh, and they'll look to knock off any rust uh, that they'll have, and I imagine they'll have quite a bit because they've only had one game this season. I mean, we can talk about how hard, you know, how hard the beginning of the season has been for Michigan, how many struggles they've had, you know, out of the gate. But Wisconsin's dealing with rust. They're dealing with you know a lack of chemistry. They're dealing with A lot of things that are being undermined heading into this game. While we believe that Michigan doesn't really stand, well, maybe not stand a chance, but we believe that Wisconsin should win this game pretty easily, maybe they won't. and Maybe it's not as easy as we think, given the situation they haven't been on the football field the last couple weeks. So I'm interested to see how Wisconsin performs out the gate. I think obviously a lot will be determined uh, by tomorrow. Regarding the quarterback situation Will Graham Mertz play or will it be Danny Boom? and it looks like Obviously Wisconsin prefer a guy like Graham Mertz who You know looked as good as as They should build a statue of him outside of Camp Randall after that opening game against Illinois so We will see Tommy a lot of question marks Around this Wisconsin team right now But uh, they still look Solid they still look like a top 15 in
0: college football if not a Top 10 team in college football And I'm excited to see him back out on the gridiron. I'm sure a lot of Wisconsinites are excited to see Wisconsin play once again. But Graham Mertz, last we had heard, and we'll talk about that just a little bit here, last we had heard two and a half weeks ago that Mertz, when Mertz tested positive, and and I believe a PCP confirmed that, there is a mandatory quarantine of 21 days. Is that still the case now for Mertz?
1: So Mertz can play uh, tomorrow against Michigan. It's just a matter of if you will. Um, I believe that was still the case, yeah. Um, And your math just adds out to uh, Saturday, November 14th, being the day that he could be uh, active. Now, the thing with that is, Tommy, is do you want to throw in a freshman quarterback who's been sitting on the sideline for the last 21 days uh, and just assume he'll be okay and good to go? My answer is yes. I'm more confident with, with a freshman Graham Mertz than I am anybody else that they throw out there. Um, so I imagine we will see at least a little bit of Graham Mertz, if not the entire game. And uh, I think everybody is full-heartedly in agreement with that decision, if that's the one Paul Chris makes. So, um, yeah, I, I'd rather see Graham Mertz. I want to see Graham Mertz. I know Michigan's defense probably doesn't want to see Grant Mertz, but I want to see Grant Mertz, and that's more important than Michigan's defense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, said by ASHQ, that would be the case. As for me, of course, I want to see I want to see Mertz as far away from Michigan Stadium as possible. But that's just personal opinion. The fun of locker room yep. app is that you can—it's a live discussion. So we had Matt Burns just tell us, "Hope Michigan comes out fast," which. I they need don't. to. They
1: He's do. right. He, they... they need to if they want to win this football game, Tommy. I mean, it's as mm-hmm. simple as that. Uh, Michigan, Michigan is not at the same level as Wisconsin uh, this year, as we know. I mean, we at least we, we from one from one game we assume Wisconsin should be in the conversation for the Big Ten championship game. It's just where we think they're at uh, this early in the season, but they've consistently been at that level the last several years. With Michigan, we don't expect them to play at that level. We expect them to be a, you know, maybe a better team than what they've been playing at through the first couple of weeks. But we expect Michigan to be kind of the higher, middle-of-the-pack level uh, in the Big Ten. And Jim Harbaugh, who I, I, I'm interested to get your take on him maybe later in our conversation, Tommy, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I, ju- I think you just expect Wisconsin to be better than Michigan and you expect Wisconsin to win this game. But if Michigan starts out fast and uh, Wisconsin inevitably starts out slow after not playing football for three weeks, there's a good chance they could get out in front early and, and hang on to that. So that's the one thing that if Michigan comes out fast like Matt suggests they should, they might be in pretty good shape come you know, the second
0: half. And because his last name is Burns, we hope that happens so that he'll say, Excellent. 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 Or Smithers when we need him? <laughs> yes. If only we had Smithers. <laughs> but, yes, uh, Michigan must come out fast. And as far as the prob- the big problem that I've seen from this team, and Dan Deerdorf said it very well, I've listened to the past couple of games in the station, is, we do. We have the state feed, but I have the Michigan feed running in the office, as you would probably expect. <laughs> uh I had the I had the Michigan game running in the office, and Dan Deerdorf has said it best. The corners on this team is kind of what the what the problem has been on defense. Last year we had Ambry Thomas and Lavert Hill as our corners. This year. LaVert Hill is in the NFL. Ambry Thomas was a COVID opt-out. So you have freshman corners that, at least according to my father, are being trained to hold. And the refs have been catching it just about every time, and there you go, penalties left and right, defense that gives up points. Yep. Then Matt Byrne just said, never heard that one before. Ha-ha. <laughs> see, you see, you've, you've entered the creative mind of – Thomas A. Green, which last, which <laughs> yesterday, if you if you probably saw, rickrolled the Thumb area of Michigan. As I never, did see that, as never gonna give you up. play during my liners. I'm like, yes. You could just you could just tell by the end of that liner. Oh, I was holding, I was holding the the belly laughs in. Because <laughs> so I'm like, yes, this is peak rate classic radio right here.
1: <laughs>
0: Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, that was uh, that was
1: fantastic. That was good to see. Of course, always keeping us in good spirits.
0: Of course, and yes, it is true. Whenever I hear "Never Gonna Give You Up," I make it an appointment to call my mother and just blast that tune. She's like, "Really?" And I'm like, ah! <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> Even did it when she was substitute teaching once, and then I told her, "Yeah, get I'll get off the phone, and you just tell your kids that I rickrolled you." Classic Tommy. Yes, classic 2008, yours truly. But yes, a little rick-rolling in this Michigan-Wisconsin preview. So, uh, we talked some Michigan defense, talked some Graham Mertz. How does Wisconsin escape Ann Arbor with a victory? And no, Aaron Rodgers is not playing, so it's not like that, not like that time Wisconsin comes away with a
1: victory. Yeah, look, I think it's as frank as this, right? If they show that they don't have the rust, that maybe we expect they will. I think they should be able to get out fast and control this game from start to finish, even coming off of a couple weeks of a COVID break. I think Wisconsin clearly has shown, uh, you know, last year and again this year, they are a better team than Michigan. They have more pieces than Michigan, and they will, you know, play in a more predominant uh, or important, if you will, Bowl game, and they'll they'll be in the conversation for the Big Ten championship game. Which through three weeks of Big Ten play, Michigan is pretty much out of that conversation. So I, I think Wisconsin just needs to start out fast. It needs to look like they haven't. You know, they, they can't look like they haven't been practicing for the last several weeks, even though they haven't been. They can't look like that, or else it's just not going to cut it. I think uh, quick speed, and as long as they show they're still sharp. Their passes are crisp. But they're running the offense, you know, efficiently. I think they'll get out of there with a win. They're only five-point favorites, which is surprising to me, because um, I think they can win this game upwards of, of 10, 14 points.
0: Sure. My keys for this for Wisconsin to win is we have only seen them play once, and they've been out for 20 days because of COVID-19 protocols. So what all we've seen – was Graham Mertz dominate Illinois, and we have seen a, a, a staff without Jonathan Taylor, which last year, if you remember, Jonathan Taylor ran all over Michigan at Badger Stadium. Yeah. And, oh, man, I, I I wasn't in my right mind after that game. I, I probably had to pound a few, probably had to pound a fifth after that one, uh, watching Jonathan Taylor run all over Michigan. But, um, yes, fast... Starting out fast. Whoever starts out fast is going to have the upper hand in this game, as as they would any game, I would think. Uh, if Graham Mertz plays, and if, if he's effective like he was against Illinois, he, he'll have a chance, because like I said, the corners on this Michigan defense are the struggle, and we've seen Rocky Lombardi throw out those corners. We've seen Michael Penix throw out those corners. Now it's Graham Mertz's turn. Uh, so, Fast start, Graham Mertz, and keeping Milton in the pocket. Because, yes, he threw for over 300 yards, but he made mistakes. I've said it before. Uh, It's like Kyler Murray. I trust his feet more than his arm right now. And if you make him use his arm a couple times too many, he's going to throw a couple picks that Wisconsin's going to take advantage of. Yeah, that's obviously uh,
1: another key, especially on the defensive side of the ball, right? Getting to Joe Milton. Um, and, again, it's just to show that efficiency, that speed, that aggressiveness uh, that you might have lost touch with over the last three weeks. So it's just a matter of getting out there and proving it. You know, uh, the, the one stat that I saw that I thought was interesting, Tom, and you might mm-hmm. too, yeah. was the Badgers have not won back-to-back games against Michigan since 2009, 2010. Now, granted, they weren't playing every each other every year in the uh, mid-2010s like they were in the 2000s and the late 2000s but it's been 10 years since the uh, Badgers won back-to-back games against Michigan, so they're looking to do that again uh, for the first time in 10 years this year.
0: Yeah, and Rich Rod was the coach back then. Oh, oh, the joy to everyone except (laughs) Michigan. I, I still say that I should make a shirt that says, I survived Rich Rod and Hoke, and have both their faces on the picture of the American Gothic or something like that. I survived.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean you could make a couple of those for, uh, excuse me, Wisconsin too. You might remember the Brett Bielema era.
0: Brett Bealima, uh, yes. Gary
1: Anderson, Belima yeah, Gary Anderson was here. Uh, you know they, they had some they had some doozies back in the day, man.
0: Yeah, I still remember the Jim Rome quote. Maybe Bielema left to, to go to Arkansas because he was bored oh, wait, I can lose five <laughs> games and still go to the Rose Bowl? This is fun. Let's go to the SEC. And he did the same thing <laughs> in Arkansas and worse. Yep, it
1: was not pretty. It was not pretty at all.
0: So how does Michigan come out with a victory over Wisconsin at at home on Saturday night?
1: Well, first off, you got to capitalize on the blunders, right? You've got to mm-hmm. look to... You've got to look for the mistakes and maybe the rustiness I keep alluding to or just any sort of misstep out of Wisconsin's defense. You've got to capitalize on because Jim Leonard's got that crew in good shape every single year. Wisconsin's defense is always one of the big talking points of the Big Ten as a whole. Um, So if Joe Milton can look like what Graham Mertz did against Illinois a couple weeks back, by all means, he needs to capitalize because I don't know how long it'll last. I think you'll have flashes from this Wisconsin defense early. That will be tightened up on and capitalized on later in the game. Um, so if Joe Milton comes out flying early, uh, he can really make an impact on this Wisconsin defense. So um, a fast start, as uh, as we've been talking about this whole episode, is a is a big key to victory for Michigan in this one. Um, but it's just, do not abandon the passing game at any point. And they haven't through the first several weeks of the season. We know Joe Milton um, is creative on his feet and can be creative. We saw him do some ridiculous things uh, against uh, Minnesota from, you know, both the pocket as well as outside the pocket, as well as rushing. He had a rushing touchdown in that game as well. Um, so you, you were able to see against a ranked opponent uh, against Minnesota a couple weeks back, Maybe Joe Milton can perform high, at a high level on a big stage. So uh, this this could be really the Joe Milton as well prove it game against Wisconsin. Show what he's completely made of, and if he can really lead that offense to a to a big time victory.
0: Certainly, my keys to Michigan defeating Wisconsin. Well, first Matt Burns told us don't you don't turn the ball over and just use that speed and space. Use Henning, Corum, Jackson, and those guys to be dynamic, and we can start with the running game too. As it has, it hasn't been dynamic, but it's had its, um, it's had its moments. In fact, against Michigan State, it wasn't that good, but Corum had his moments, and in fact, they probably should have uh, handed the ball off to Corum even more. We saw against Minnesota, Joe Milton, Joe Milton run wild. So it's Zach Charbonnet. He ran wild against Minnesota. And then against Indiana, the running game just wasn't there. So that's we got to establish a running game, and I know against Wisconsin's defense that's hard to do. We saw it last year where Jonathan Taylor ran all, all, all over Michigan's defense, and Michigan just couldn't get anything going until it was garbage time. So a fast start and the running game is key. And then the third thing is, Wisconsin hasn't played in three weeks. Make them... Um, Make that be known to the to the entire, to the entire general public that they haven't played in three uh-huh. weeks. Yes, Jim Leonard has had the defense play very well, and in fact, I should say it's it's astonishing that he has not been offered any college coaching position, or maybe he's quietly turned them down because Jim Leonard has impressed just about every time I've watched Wisconsin yeah. defense. Yeah, he's been great uh, in
1: his entire tenure with the Badgers. Uh, every year they, they, they pump out a, a top-tier defense, man. I mean, it's a, it's a defense that can really change the dynamic of any football game, and it's consistently been that since he's been the D coordinator. So I agree with you. I'm shocked he hasn't been pulled up to the NFL or gotten a head coaching opportunity at the collegiate level. But I imagine his time will come. And uh, all we need out of him is another great showing on Saturday night, Tommy.
0: Which could very well happen if this game were at Badger Stadium. I would actually, or excuse me, Camp Randall Stadium. I would predict that would happen. I'm sure Randall got offended by that that I called it Badger <laughs> Stadium there for a minute because because it's 2020. We have cancel culture, and people are offended by everything because because <laughs> they are. <laughs> but, very but, true. <laughs> But, so, yes, so, again, my keys to Michigan winning is run game, fast start, make Wisconsin look like they've been off for three weeks. So, at about 11 p.m., oh, let's see, Matt also says, let's not forget we're only a couple seasons removed from a 38-13 to win for Michigan over these vaunted Badgers. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's Saturday night in Ann Arbor, which... It has favored Michigan the past couple of years with, i.e., the storm, the um, rain-soaked game against Notre Dame. Michigan dominated that one. So at about 11 p.m. or so Saturday night, Eastern time, that is, who's going to be feeling good and who's going to be reaching for the Strokes IPA?
1: Uh, yeah, the Strokes IPA
0: will be reached for by... The Michigan
1: Wolverines, because I think Wisconsin's going to win. Like I said earlier, Tom, so I think they'll win this game by ten points. Um, I think it'll, I think it'll be a ten-point victory for the Badgers. I think they will come out fast. I think Graham Mertz will play. I think Nakia Watson will finally find his footing as you know the Badgers' number one guy in that backfield. I know there's only been one game so far, um, but I think he has the ability. To really step up and be that number one guy, but excited to see what we'll get out of Garrett Groshek as well out of the Wisconsin backfield. Uh, Danny Davis is healthy; he can always bring an impact on uh, the offensive side of the ball. So I think uh, they're going to put up points. Uh, teams haven't really struggled to do that against Michigan this year, right? We watched, uh, you know, we watched Indiana put up 38 last week. They were ranked 13th. That's what the Badgers are ranked right now. Michigan State put up 27 on them. And, uh, and Minnesota did struggle to put up points, lost forty nine to twenty four. But the last two weeks, teams have been able to put up between twenty seven and thirty eight points. I think that's a obtainable measurement uh, for the uh, or measuring stick rather for the Badgers. I think they'll put up you know 35, 38 points, no problem, and uh, and be able to hold Michigan to around that twenty five to twenty eight range. So I will go with a final of thirty eight to twenty eight, Tom. And I think Wisconsin wins this one and starts out the season a perfect two and out.
0: So, so according to him, uh, Wisconsin reaches for the spotted cow while I reach for the strokes. There you go. <laughs> Which, I to like be that. to be completely honest with you, I have still not tried spotted cow yet. Good old white well, Michigan uh, having having a, a word to say about that. Having to go. Yeah, when you
1: when you get to Wisconsin, you let me know and we'll have a spotted cow together.
0: There we go. Of course, at, at least at least two weeks from now. Probably more like two months at least. But uh, right, because because again, you're under the weather, and I'm trying to not be under the weather. But uh, <laughs> as far as my Michigan team goes, they've been playing under the weather the last couple weeks. But this week. At first, I thought this game was at Camp Randall because this season has just thrown so many curveballs that I sometimes I don't even know where sometimes I don't even know where I am for for a second or two. <laughs> but uh, at first, I thought this game was at Camp Randall, so I thought, oh God, Wisconsin's going to whoop us. Once I saw that this game was in fact in Ann Arbor, my mind kind of changed. Like I'd said, a couple, the past couple of years. Michigan has played very well on Saturday night at home against ranked teams. They did it to Notre Dame and basically against teams not named Ohio State, Michigan has played pretty darn well at the Big House. And even though there are That's aren't, fair. and if there if there aren't even though there aren't any fans at this game, there are going to be family and perhaps very very close friends of the players. In fact, yep. I know the Van Sumerans went down there because uh, I, I actually did the PA for uh, Ben Van Sumeran back at Garver, our linebacker at oh, nice. at Michigan. So I know that the, the Van Sumerans are going down there. But I have a strange feeling that Michigan, is, this is going to be the troll game, if you want to call it that. Two weeks ago, we were thinking, oh, my God, Michigan finally is going to figure it out. They may actually go to Indianapolis And two weeks later, we think, oh, my God, Harbaugh's got to go tomorrow. So the the script flips very much in college football, for sure. I think Michigan's going to win this game, and like I said, it's going to be a troll game. This is where Michigan comes out and wins like 45 to 24, something crazy like that. And everybody starts believing again just for the very next week against Rutgers at Rutgers for them to potentially drop. Tom, let me drag you
1: back to reality.
0: While I admire
1: the the pick, while I respect the pick, (laughs) while I'm not going to sit here and say your prediction is wrong because I can't (laughs) prove that a prediction is wrong, let me say this much. Jim Harbaugh has proven this in his tenure as the Michigan head coach. He has proven that he's not capable of making adjustments and that he's not capable of living up to the hype on the big stage. Every time he's played Ohio State, you know the result, Tom. It's been a loss. 62-39
0: has really resonated in my head. Don't get me wrong.
1: That's exactly. Uh, You know, when we saw him play Wisconsin last year, when they were still in in, in shape to be competing for a Big Ten championship, when they were in contention for the Big Ten championship game and a better bowl game. They went to Camp Randall and got stomped on. I mean, it wasn't even close. So to look at John or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, not John, Jim Harbaugh. I would say we'd probably be better off with
0: John at this point.
1: <laughs> you, you, you would be, uh, but to look at Jim Harbaugh's shortcomings as the Michigan head coach, I think it proves that it, it not only does it does it bug him that he hasn't been able to beat Ohio State, it bugs him that he's not a powerhouse at the national at the national level, right? He's not a top one, top two, top three collegiate program. Hell, he's not even a top 25 collegiate program this year, Tom. Mm -hmm. Tim Harbaugh has consistently underperformed as the Michigan head coach, and I think that trend continues, even though he's playing a team that's been dismantled for the last 21 days.
0: Yeah, and I get that. It wouldn't surprise me to see Wisconsin win this game, too. I, I, it's kind of crazy, but I am going off the fact that this game is at home for that fair. And like I said, this is is going to be the troll game, and next week, they might actually lose to Rutgers, because guess, guess what did hope (laughs) in, in 2014? A loss to Rutgers. There you go, man. Yeah, history repeats itself. So, even though I may be a bit crazy to predict that Michigan's going to whoop Wisconsin, something's telling me that's going to happen, and then next week at Rutgers at night, it's a road game at night, Michigan's going to struggle in that one. So at home, at night, I like the Wolverines, but on the road, I don't. So like, like I said, if this were at Wisconsin, I would have probably picked Wisconsin to whoop Michigan. Just going off the fact that this is at the big house tells me yeah, I think Michigan's got this.
1: Huh? I mean, I, I can never doubt a hunch, Tom. I can never doubt a hunch, but that, that is an interesting hunch. Hunch to go from uh, they're going to beat they're going to beat Wisconsin and lose to Rutgers, but I guess anything's possible in this year's scene of the Big Ten.
0: Certainly. So, for those that are, for those that are new listening to us on the uh, locker room app, because you've you've guessed it on. My shows here in the locker room app as a caller, or you know, as a quick call in, or like a, the bigger the big show like this. Um, tell the tell the locker uh, room general public about your um, pack a day sports experience.
1: Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll bring you into I guess who I am, what I do a little bit. My name is Alex Schroep, I'm a 21 year old, uh, I guess almost 22 now. It's almost my birthday, um, but anyway, 21 year old. Uh, college senior in central Wisconsin. I've been working in sports media for about seven years, started in newspapers, um, now in radio and in the podcasting business. As Tom mentioned, um, I'm one of the hosts of the Pack-A-Day podcast, which is the only daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, uh, Spotify, et etc. Uh, I also host my podcast, the Alex Strove Podcast. Again, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. Just short conversations I have uh, maybe once a week or twice a week uh, surrounding a a topic in sports. Just a conversation of somebody in my network similar to what Tom does a lot. And uh, I also do some radio stuff. So I guess I'm currently in the job interview process quite a bit. Uh, but, I, but I run an alternative radio station as well. But, I mean, there's no sports going on at, at, at the Division three level, so I can't plug that a whole lot. So, uh, but, but I do some other freelance gigs and whatnot, but you can connect with me on Twitter, at Alex underscore Shrove. Happy to guest, happy to collaborate. Um, again, at Alex underscore Shrove on Twitter.
0: Certainly. And how, how I got introduced to this guy was kind of a networking thing. And this guy nonetheless sends me a dm of a reel and i'm like oh my god i did not think that i would receive something like this from a perspective from this so i watched it and i'm like i'm gonna remember this guy i'm gonna bring this guy on and little did i know that we had that much of an age difference i only thought you were like a year or two younger than me no you're actually you're actually a few years younger because i'm gonna be 26 in may and you're just about to turn twenty-two. Yep,
1: yep. You got me by a few years, I guess, Tommy. But uh, that's that's actually not that big of a
0: difference. That's true. As as my tiger buddy Andy, at AJ Dupont's twenty-eight, told me, once you're above twenty-one, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. He's absolutely correct. Once you're legal to get in that bar and drink a Strokes IPA, Tommy, everything goes.
0: Exactly. So Matt Byrne just told us, the only hurdle Harbaugh has is OSU. He's won big games and been in a place to get to Indian the, the playoff, just can't get past OSU. He definitely has some head-scratching losses on his resume, too. See MSU a couple weeks ago. And I had said it before that um, the MSU loss is not the one that's going to stick in my head the most. It's the 62-39 to to Ohio State that's going to... That still sticks in my head, because we were favored to win that game, even we, even without Winovich that day. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh has, I mean, you can, you can argue that his only hurdle has been Ohio State. I would argue against that. I don't think that's true. He's been consistently losing two games in the regular season, it seems. So, uh, I mean, obviously, that second loss varies by year, but... I I just don't know if he's the answer for Michigan. I mean, the the whole reason behind the hiring of of Jim Harbaugh for Michigan football was to rejuvenate the football program, was to bring it back to the national spotlight and make them a national powerhouse. And I don't know if Michigan fans have put on the blinders and have lost sight of the goal of, of hiring Jim Harbaugh, but it wasn't to take sixth place in the Big Ten, Tom, it was to win the Big Ten every year. It was to be in the college football playoff. And he's consistently, year after year, failed to bring the program to that level. I can't believe that Michigan fans have still allowed him to hold the job.
0: And the thing is, Paul Crist, who looks more like me than really a lot of other people, has done a better job in the Big Ten than Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, no, 100%. And now, now I have that. Im- now you have that image in your head that Paul, Christ and myself kind of. Oh my God! They kind of do look a little bit similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need the. Uh, I'm gonna need the side by side.
1: What do they call those comparisons? I guess you could call it. I need a side by side photo of you
0: two. Because like, yeah, Chris is a larger gentleman like yours truly. Uh, yeah, I could, I could kind of see it. <laughs> Maybe it's my overall perspective because I thought it looked like Anthony Rizzo too. So <laughs> hey, man.
1: Either way, you're you're working a cool gig and making way too much money to be surrounded by sports if you're Rizzo or Chris.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully at one point I'll be, I'll be interviewing one or both of the of those fine gentlemen that. Who I think look like yours truly. So maybe, maybe with a maybe with a Stroh's IPA. That's that's the first thing we'll have to get Stroh's IPA. Well, first we'll have to sit down and figure out all the ingredients in a Strophes IPA, and then get that approved by either Bud or Miller or Yingling or something like that, or or maybe a Wisconsin brewery because it's a it's a local you know local Wisconsin deal, and um, you know get that. Get that patent and then share a Strofe's IPA with our little round table. Yeah, we'll we'll make that happen as soon as we can. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Certainly, it's been fun. And this has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast with your with yours truly and Sir Alex Strofe. So last thing before we head off, Matt Burns had said, hence the getting over OSU hurdle. He has returned Michigan to being a place of being a contender, just those buckeyes. Alex is talking about Harbaugh not having Michigan at a top level in college football. To be fair, there's only three to four programs at that level and one definitely isn't Wisconsin. If Michigan played in the Big Ten West, they'd be in India a few times with Harbaugh, which is a fair point. Wisconsin definitely isn't one, says Alex. So very good points in contention. We'll see how the season goes. I just hope that I just hope that my prediction comes to fruition. If it does, then we're, we're going somewhere. But definitely good points to leave off on. This has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast.